I'm your host, Jay Wald, and welcome to another weekly podcast of Deeper Dive, brought to you by Plantation SDA Church. This is season five, episode six, and guess who's back? Hey. How you doing? <laughs> AKA I'm good, Joe. How are e- you? It's been a while. W O W. And you know what that says. I'm for, out right? west now, right? Don, way out west. <laughs> Welcome back, Don. Good to oh, have you. It's nice to see you too, Joe. Hey, I've been flying this plane a little too long. I, I want to You land. have. You have. I want to refuel and, and, and take back up. Yeah. Get this plane back up in the air. That's true. That's, That's good. True. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, we want to thank all our podcasters as always taking the time out to listen to us. Uh, of course, any questions, comments, and concerns you may have, please contact us via WhatsApp at 954-388-8780. And guess, oh, that's right. I also would like to ask you to continue to subscribe to our channel at deeperdive.plantationsta.tv. And what else is next? Guess what, Don? We have uh, we have another name for our for the, our, our associate pastor here. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Yes, yes. I, I wonder does the associate pastor remember the first nickname I gave him? I think it was the I think it was the no tie pastor. Yes, right. the no tie pastor. What it was the no tie right. pastor. You have another name now, Jim? And I have another name. Yes, yes. This okay. One, this is called Pastor Separates. Pastor, Pastor separates. <laughs> yes, he he's like me. We were separates. Think about separates? it. Separates? Yes. I don't get that. I don't get that. Explanation. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I'm saying it is because we don't get like we don't wear like a whole suit sometimes. Oh, ah, I see. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Let me let me do a late one. Okay, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, welcome, Pastor, Pastor Kevin. Welcome. I have you on once again. Thank you. So it's You're always welcome. a pleasure, Jay Walls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we got going on before we get started, we always, you know, we start off with a word of prayer and we can proceed. Amen. Father God, thank you once again for all you've done for us. So you've been most grateful, most generous, and most kind, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for continuing to have this podcast still continue with success, Lord. We thank you for the co-host, the host, and the speakers, and every component and here that makes everything possible for your glory. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So, so I know right. before we go, I want to um, I want to mention Happy uh, Black History Month. We're celebrating, of course. Mm-hmm. We, we got to put that in here. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, we still have our um, our church theme um, is Reach for the yes. year from Plantation. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, okay. All right, Don, you're next. All right, the Gospel Truth. Gospel Truth. Mm-hmm. I saw that um, I was watching you and you decided, you asked the congregation to sum up the gospel in 10 words or less. Yes. Why? <clears throat> Is the gospel well, able to be summed up in just 10 words? <laughs> I think that, uh, well, first off, I think that's a, that's a good question. 
um, to to even be able to sum up the gospel in ten words. Mm-hmm. And I think it depends on the level of uh, detail that you want to go mm-hmm. into it. But mm-hmm. I think that if you heard some of the responses of the members, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a, a lot of them, I, in my opinion, did so pretty effectively. And mm-hmm. while there is there is a uh, sort of there is a sort of uh, you know detail or there's a lot of implications that are not um, that are not detailed. Mm. There, there is still a possibility to sum up the gospel, I believe, in in a couple of words. Mostly because I think anything that is anything that makes sense, there's there's normally a way to put it in a tagline, and that's mm. and, and the reason that the reason I did that to answer that first question is that. I believe that when you're forced to reduce the amount of words that you use, you are more intentional about the words that you pick. Amen. And and mm. uh, in that first part of the the sermon, I was talking about Aristotle's idea of essence, mm-hmm. and that was the idea was to capture or try to examine what the members believed was the essence of the gospel. If you guys had to just mm. pick. What is the core? In 10 words, what do you think would get the most across? Mm. That is the essence of the of the gospel. And so that's what I was trying to get at mm. with that opening. So Joe, what was your what were your 10 words? Mine? Mhm. Well, I would actually be honest with you, I was caught off guard. So <laughs> yeah. I was listening to him in the first sermon and I went uh-huh. Jesus loved you. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think it was, I think he said 20 words or less. I said 20 words or less. Then I said 10. Then I said 10. And then he said five. And then I said five. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> but you, you got some good answers though. But mine was like, it said, yeah. Jesus loves you, you know, but it was much more than that before he got into the, uh, I guess, the essence of Christianity. Mm. So I had two words. What was that? Ish. Jesus is life. Okay. Jesus is life. Okay. Yeah. Jesus is life. That's it. Okay. That's it. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. You'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yes, I'll take that. That's for that. <laughs> um, okay. But so here we are. We you 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 spoke about John three sixteen, which pretty much a lot of people know, and you said that if. The Bible was burned or whatever else I think you mentioned. Why would that be enough? Well, because John 3.16 carries in it everything that you need to accept Jesus Christ, basically. Right? Mm -hmm. Everything to be a a good Christian, basically. Um, You see, if you ask me what the gospel is, I would say that the essential parts of the gospel are that there is a problem that we need to be saved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the solution to that. Mm-hmm. And the way to attain that is to believe in him. Those are the three mm-hmm. core elements, in my opinion. And so John 3.16, I believe, captures all that, right? Because yeah. it says, mm-hmm. for God so loves the world. So there we know why God did it, right? Yeah. For God so loves the world that he gave his only son. Now we know what he did, which was to give Jesus mm-hmm. up to die. Gave his only son so that all who believe in him, so that now we know what we have to do, so that everyone mm-hmm. who believes in him might not perish. All right. So we will perish if we don't. Yeah. But have eternal life. And that's what we get if we do. So mm-hmm. in that, 
we have just everything that you need, basically, mm-hmm. to to be a good Christian, to under to have a solid understanding of what's mm-hmm. going on. That's what makes that verse so important. You know, there's a reason why it's one of the most well-known verses in the Bible, mm-hmm. and it's it's because of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's true. It's okay. very true. All right, so you talked about the reality of sin. What is the reality of sin? Can it be defined like that? Yeah, uh, the reality of sin, I, I felt like it was very important to talk about it because mm. especially in my in my age group, mm. there's a lot of questions about the Bible. You know, people don't just accept the Bible as it is mm. anymore. And that's and mm. that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Because uh-huh. it makes it makes us consider what we believe and why we believe it. Yeah. And so when we when we talk about um the reality of sin is the reality of sin is essentially that everybody needs to be saved mm. and that sin, our sinfulness does, is not necessarily tied to how much sin we commit in this life. Mm. You see that? Cause that's the mistake that a lot of people make. Uh-huh. And they believe that there are some people that need to be saved more than others. And that mm. if you do good things, then there's no need for you to be saved and all that, you know, all that stuff that you see going around. Yeah. But that's not the case. The reality of sin is that everybody is sinful and therefore yes. everybody is under the same punishment. And so everybody needs the salvation of God. Mm-hmm. That's, that is in itself the reality of sin. Now, the next question is, why is that the case? Well, that's why we talked about the garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. You have Adam and Eve. And they are the representatives of the world. They're also the mother and father of everything in the world, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. They go ahead and they sin. Mm. And we, we spoke about this a little bit in the sermon. They sin by partaking of what? The tree of the knowledge of oh, good, good and evil. And, evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and that, that is such an important expression. Because it, it tells us that sin is not necessarily our problem is not necessarily the action so much as even the knowledge is mm-hmm. the problem even the knowledge is a problem and so they went ahead they defied god right because they wanted to be like god mm-hmm. and they know about this evil thing all the evil things that exist now they know about it and mm-hmm. when they have children those children they will know about it. There's nobody There's nobody in the world today, no matter whether you're a great guy or not, right? Even Mother Teresa herself, she knew about evil. Mm. She knew about evil because it comes mm. in our genetics. Yeah. Um, an imperfect being cannot create a perfect being. So the moment that Adam and Eve became imperfect, there was no possibility of their child being perfect. Mm. There's no possibility. Why? Because, I mean, everybody knows the influence (laughs) that a parent has over a child. Amen. We see it all the time. Yeah. So how can these people raise a perfect child if they themselves are imperfect? That's true. How do they keep the kid separate from sin when they themselves are sinful? (laughs) (laughs) And so... Well, you you multiply this times billions and billions, 
And now we're mm-hmm. all here. And so that's why mm-hmm. right off the offset, we're sinful. It's not because we necessarily did something wrong. It's because it comes within us. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why we all need salvation. Yeah. That's so true. true. That is actually mm-hmm. true. Thank goodness for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You talked about Jesus being a type of Adam. Right. Um, yep. Because, um, you know, because of back when, uh, from the beginning, you you mentioned that why he had to, why would you have to be that item that Adam because it, he he didn't have to be Adam but that type of Adam explain that a little bit more yeah so biblical type is this is in like theological language right uh-huh. a biblical type is normally a being or a symbol or something that comes up and it is closely and it, it sort of shares a lot of the same characteristics as something that came before it mm-hmm. right um and that is what jesus was to adam and this is not something that we came up with this is something that was established in the book of romans by paul himself yeah um because yeah. paul himself and it's in the sermon right uh, the verse up there is in the sermon paul himself is the one that that points out that jesus was sort of like the the duct tape <laughs> over Adam's failure, right? Gotcha. Um, Adam came and he was, and Adam had a perfect nature because he was mm-hmm. made perfect. So he had a perfect nature. And yet even being perfect, he was tempted, was he not? Yeah. And so he and Eve, they failed. They fell for temptation. And by that one mistake, he doomed it. For everybody else. We're all suffering because of that one mistake that one man made. Right. Jesus is a type of Adam. Why? Because by his one act of obedience, right, which was to die, hmm. we were all saved. So in the same way that all of us were doomed because of one man, we are saved by one man. And that man hmm. is Jesus. So that's why we say that Jesus is a type of Adam, because he came and he was the one with the ability to make one decision that saves mm-hmm. the whole world. The same way that Adam oh, okay. had one decision mm-hmm. to destroy the whole world. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying in Romans 518. That is mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying. Precisely. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So like I said, he, this is a duplicate. This is a do over, but a serious do over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, you know, at the risk of getting, uh, maybe a little, a little kooky, <laughs> a, little, a little too philosophical. I, I was arguing, no, not me, but it was me, my roommate, and we were talking, this is my undergrad, we we're talking with one of our professors, Christian theology, and my, mm-hmm. my roommate and I were, were a little confused because we were thinking, how could it be that Jesus has, has this perfect nature of being God, and yet mm-hmm. still he, he's supposed to have suffered every temptation that we did, right? Yeah. 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 And we were talking about this with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he didn't have an exactly clear answer either because it's a strange question. But but we talked about this for a while, and eventually, I think we stumbled upon something that was really interesting that I, I don't I don't really have fully developed, but I I kind of liked the idea, and it was that th- the more perfect you are, almost the stronger that temptation is. And mm-hmm. okay, they'll think about it. It's true. Because if you think about Jesus, um, when he was, when he was, after he was baptized and then he went into the wilderness, 
and then yeah. came back. He was hungry. What was the devil doing? He was trying in his weakness to make sure that he could tempt him even more. And yet still he stood firm. Precisely. Precisely. Yeah. See, the temptations that Jesus faced were not mm. just were not just the same as we had. They were, in my opinion, even greater than what greater. we had. Yeah. Because none yeah. of us are getting offered the world at our feet by the devil. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't even have to. He doesn't have to because we're sinful anyway. So we're gonna fail no matter what. We're gonna fail. Right. That's true. <laughs> Wow. But but Jesus, he's the king and he has that perfect nature. So the devil exactly. is gonna so the devil offered him literally everything. And everything. in the <laughs> because when we you know, when G, when when the devil puts him on, on the on the top of the temple and he says, Look out, the whole yeah. world will be yours. Exactly. He's not just talking about the land, he's talking about everything in there. The people, everything. right? The women, the, yeah. the yeah. you know, the alcohol, everything that you can think of. Yeah, it all yeah. came in there. Mm-hmm. So that's why the more perfect you are, the, the harder it is, the, the harder the temptations are. But he was able to resist. Yeah, yeah. and that's um, the most you. amazing thing with that. Because yeah. even though he was exhausted and hungry and tired, he's still able to stand through those all of those temptations. But, so but it just I, shows that, you know, we I, have I, I an amazing advocate. Mm -hmm. yeah. See, at some I remember he had some sort of deity in him. We didn't. Uh -huh. But then think yeah, about so it, Joe. He's coming from heaven. He knows what heaven looks like. He's experienced it. He, and now he's here as a human going through all the stuff that we go through. Tired, hungry, tired, has to go to sleep, has to go to eat, has to do this, has to do that. Yeah. And feels it. Knowing full well that heaven is a very different situation. Yeah. Can you, imagine? You, you, you Yeah, you're making sense there, because like I said, we haven't seen it, so. Exactly. You know, and of and course, you know, we, and we know the angel, that angel, he, he's falling from angel, from heaven. Right, so he's right. Gonna, and he knows what it's like, too, yeah, he so knows, he definitely yeah. doesn't want us to go. He was, he was in the presence of it, so I know. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. You're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, it always amazes me when you think about Jesus being a type of Adam and how much the plan of salvation is so amazing that he is able to come to do all of that for us, knowing full well what he had to entail, what it yeah. entailed, what he had to go through. It just makes him more amazing to me. And, and, and let me, and yeah. just to point out, like the obedience that, uh, that Jesus had was, was kind of beyond what, what we might even think of at first glance, because mm -hmm. with that temptation that the devil offered him, Mm -hmm. Jesus could have tried to um, rationalize it, right? He could have said, of okay, I'll bow. Mm -hmm. And then now that I'm controlling the world, I can make it perfect. Yeah. He could have done that. Uh, you know what? Yeah, because he, and that yeah. would, he, first of all, he would have failed his mission. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He would have failed his mission because his father would be like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is not what I, this is not what you came not down here to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he stuck with it to the end, and he died. And because of that, we can yes. have we can have that that exactly. you know that, that that salvation. And so that that's what's exactly. so that's what's so wonderful about that. When we say because mm -hmm. we, we we like to hold Jesus's um godliness against him, we like to uh -huh. say, oh, 
oh, you know, it was easier for him because he had a perfect nature. It's like, no, no, no. Mm, because yeah. he had a perfect nature, he had even greater content- temptations than yeah. you and me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes more sense now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. So you, uh, at the end of your summon, you're talking about the Great Commission that we all read over and over again in Matthew 28 and going out into all the world. And we, we see our churches like doing the reach thing. They're trying mm-hmm. to do like this mission to go out and reach people. But how do we do that practically, Pastor? How is that really easy for us? How do we do that on a day-to-day basis? You, me, everybody else, when we're not like you're a pastor, so we expect you to be able to do that. But the <laughs> everyday people that we go to church and all that kind of stuff, and then we come back home and the reality of our life hits us. How is it possible for us to be able to reach people? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's another really great question, important question. And I think that uh I think that it I think that it comes down to I guess like expectations. Mm. You know, I don't think that like I'm not I'm not expecting every church member to throw away their jobs and like spend their whole life street, you know, preaching on a street corner. Um, because I believe that the jobs that we have, the places that we're in, we've, we've been placed there. Yeah. We have been placed there in the, in the same way that Joseph was placed as governor over Egypt. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, you don't need to give up everything. All you need to do is be that light where you are. And, and I, gave, mm-hmm. I gave that example of, of Victor, my barber, while I was uh, during the sermon about how, how Victor – even though he's a barber, the moment I stepped into that place, I knew he was a Christian. Why? Because the moment I sat down, he said, have you ever read the Bible? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the first question. And he starts talking yeah. to me about the Bible, the whole 30 minutes that he's giving me my haircut. Wow, you see that? Wow. Yeah, something? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I get it. You know, maybe some people would be put off by that. And, and mm-hmm. I leave that judgment, you know, up to the individual wherever they mm-hmm. are. But that it is an example of how, even somebody who's not paid to preach, right? Like I am can still mm-hmm. be a, a, a living Testament, you know, in your job, if someone's mm-hmm. going through a hard time, there's nothing stopping you from saying, Hey man, you know, I'm praying for you, you yeah. know, or Hey, you yeah. know, I'd like to pray for you, yeah. you know, or oh, there's nothing wrong with going home and saying, man, I had a great Sabbath, you know, me and my church, mm-hmm. we went out and we did this, mm-hmm. you know, or just talking about your faith and talking about how it helps you through your day. Your coworkers, they will see that, you yeah. know, and I'm not, and I'm not talking about beating anyone over the head with theology or anything like that. I'm just talking about in your daily life, acknowledging that God is in your life and that he's working in your life and, and people mm-hmm. do see that. And that's, that's the, that's it. That's the place to start. That's it. Okay. 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 Um, so you're going to be heading to Fort Myers. What's, what's going on there? Yeah, so as as part of this whole initiative, actually, we uh, uh, I think it's like nineteen people in our church have volunteered for mm-hmm. this so far. We're, okay, we're taking up nineteen people. We're going up to Fort Myers to work with a church over there. It's called Riverside Church, um, and over there we're learning how to um, run small groups because uh-huh. we want to move our church towards the direction of small groups because we feel that not only will that um, bond our church members better, Mm. it will also um, create space 
for people that are not churched or that are new to the faith to, uh, to, to approach us, you know, to be, to come to these Bible studies, to be a part of a smaller community. Sometimes it's intimidating to come on Saturday, see 300 people. Hmm. Um, and then it's such a large crowd that you're almost lost in the crowd and, and you yeah, leave that's and that's true. it. Right. Yes. But if you go to a small group and you say, and you know, your friend invites you to a small group and you go and you meet people and you make friends and you have a connection well, now, now you can build that trust with people. You know, you're not alone. You don't, you don't feel like you're just, you know, in the middle of nowhere. That's what mm-hmm. makes small groups so important. Yeah. And it's why I wanted to preach this sermon, because I wanted people to, to focus on the fact that everything that we do has to be with the mindset of introducing people to the gospel. Our small groups cannot just be like a support group for church members. We have hmm. to have an intentionality about yes. bringing in people that uh, that are not churched. And the same thing in church. All of our programs, everything that we do, even down to the songs that we choose to sing, uh-huh. we need to have in mind that we're doing this for the people that need to meet Jesus, not the people that have already met Jesus. Yeah, right? exactly. That's true. Exactly. That's, true. That's why, yeah. I, I appreciate that because I know this is what you mentioned it. At the end of, I think it was the first sermon, you mentioned that Christians are supposed in order to save, you have to claim it, you have to act it, and then, of course, make disciples. So this is what you're doing. Absolutely. This Absolutely. is what you're I mean, doing. It's, it's part of our job. It's part of our job. Yes, um, that is true. That you know, is we, true. we don't need, I said this, I think it was like my first sermon in the church, maybe mm-hmm. second sermon in the church, I said, we don't need bench-warming Christians. We yeah. don't need that. Yeah. We don't we need, need bench warmers. We don't. Yeah, it sounds, there, yeah, it, sound, it, sounds <laughs> it sounds really yeah. rude, you know. It's, uh, and you know what? Yeah. If you want to be a bench warming Christian, I'm not. I'm not going to hate you. I'm not going to cast you out. I'm going to love you like I do everybody else. But at the end of the day, the ones that get results are the people that are willing to stand up and get in the game. And, and that's, that's right. That's what we need. That's what we need. All right, you you got your equipment on, Don. You ready? I tell you, skin in the game. I'm already doing it, so hey. I, hey, I, I got you there. I got you. I'm just hey, I'm just taking care of the East Coast. That's right, West Coast, East Coast, covered. West Coast, East Coast, got it covered, man. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Don, it's always good to see you. As always, awesome. I nice miss you when you when you're here. Tell, you tell Hubby. Yeah. Tell Hubby. I sent him a text. He he knows the text I sends him. So. Okay. <laughs> Give me a shout out next time. Um, <laughs> and Pastor Kevin, as always, it's a pleasure. Thank yeah. you for having me on. Yep. And uh, we hope that you have a safe trip up to Fort Myers and the mm. other 19 that are going with you. Awesome. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. It's always a pleasure yeah. to be here, man. So yeah, mm-hmm. I do appreciate that. So please yeah. out in the word of prayer. We would appreciate it. Of course. Amen. God, we thank you because we have these wonderful people just behind this podcast putting your word out there for, for all of those that just enjoy this format more. And so I want to ask you to put a, a blessing hand over these two, over the whole team that works on this podcast, so that not only their personal lives may be blessed, but also so that their ministry continues to grow. Just mm-hmm. continue to to double and, and triple the amount of people that are listening to this podcast so that your word can get to them, so that it can change their lives, so that it can really bring them into a loving relationship with you lord and with that mm-hmm. i want you to bless the rest of the church yes please <laughs> guard us on our trip to fort myers yes and uh and please lord just just 
continue to use Plantation SDA. Thank you so much for all the things you're doing. And we look forward to seeing your miracles here to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor.